to change, they want me to change, but I ain't changing, nah. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Me and Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still. And as always on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerve DJs Radio Network. And yo, before we get started, man, I got to give a shout out to Richie Evans for the fire ass fucking intro. Um, Legends never die, man. Go go tap into the whole song. I can't play the whole song or they'll yank my shit all the time on YouTube. Um, and Facebook, it is what it is, but yo, very, very, and I interviewed the cat a while back, um, very dope individual, however, today is Sunday, and y'all know us, first off, this is peak old man day, you know, this is nap for me the whole day, I never do shows on Sunday, because I'm fucking sleep, and I'm old, however, I only rock with legends, y'all already know that, and today is absolutely no exception, if anything, like legend times three, you know, um, this heartbreak is in the building, man. How you doing, bro? How you doing, my guy? Appreciate you for having me on. Oh, no doubt, man. I appreciate you for reaching out, man. How's life? How's the family? We're doing good, man. Uh, we just had a tournament. Uh, Lindsey Hunter Elite, shout out Lindsey Hunter Elite. They just won the championship at the men recruit. You know, I had to do a photo shoot in Florida yesterday, so I just got back in town. But we're doing good. Shout out my little brother. He's at uh, University of Mercer. We're trying to make a tournament run this year. Oh really? So yeah. so your you, your brother balls. You used to play too, right? Yeah, I used to play. What what school did you play for? So I went to Southfield Christian for high school. Then I transferred to Quakerdale Prep in Iowa for my senior year. Then I started my college career at Jackson State University. Then I transferred to Central Michigan, and then I went overseas for a couple of years after that. Oh, your pops went to Jackson State. Yeah, I went to my dad's alma mater. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember when he got drafted. And we ain't going to talk about him too much because, you know, he did his thing and got his shine. It's your turn. But I do remember when he got drafted with Allen Houston. It was like, oh, oh yeah, man. Uncle Allen, that's my guy. Yeah, really? Oh, my God, man. Talk about a shooter. Allen Houston had a jumper. Dude, oh. Uncle Allen. Dude, he, he could have been. I mean, I don't know. It's up for debate. In my book, I'm taking Uncle Allen over Uncle Grant, man. What? I'm, t- I'm taking I'm taking Allen Houston, man. Over Grant Hill? I'm taking I'm taking Uncle Allen over. You talking over about today, Hill. right? I'm, no, I'm talking about in the prime. Shit, you tripping, bro? <laughs> you are tripping. Hey, but th- this is the same guy. I argue with my dad and my family members all the time about. I think Bobo is just as good as the Victor Wimbaya kid. Okay, you know what? You're not the only person. Tracy McGrady said the same thing. Okay, there we go. At least I got yeah. somebody close. Yeah, you ain't the only person. Um, I don't know. It's hard to like LeBron gave the kid the cosign, so I'm gonna kind of gonna have to give him. Oh man, I, you know LeBron been doing it for a long time. He has, he has, and I definitely I respect LeBron, but I definitely have you know my criticism for LeBron. But I just don't know if I'm trusting LeBron when he's the guy who um, he's the guy who will get a player into a team, and as soon as he stops knocking down open corner jump shots that he thought he could knock down, because you know LeBron knows the game, he'll get him shipped out of there. You know. I mean, I don't think I think people undervalue LeBron's competitive nature because he's not as overt as Jordan was. But I think he's just as big an asshole as Jordan was. No, no. Come on, Jobs. No way. Yeah, I think so. 
No. So. And, and listen, you come on, you are OG. You got to watch him live. Jordan was a complete asshole. And I and I hate Jordan because of how he did Isaiah Thomas. That was the that that Olympics team, the the, the dream team was the pettiest shit in the history of the NBA. Yeah, that, that's still crazy that he didn't like yeah, that's still crazy to me. Yeah. All right, so basketball is over. You you, you gotta sit down and figure out what you want to do with your life. What's next? What do you come so, up with? So, um, you know, I retired from basketball five years ago. I finished my last stint um, with the Westchester Knicks under my uncle Alan Houston, who was the GM at the time, which is the New York Knicks G League affiliate team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started my music career. And, um, I'm five years in, and I, I can't complain. I can, I can say one thing. This is much, much, much more easier than trying to be a professional top-level athlete. I can, I can say that. Easier in what aspect? I mean, obviously, physically, it's got to be. Oh, easy. yeah, that, that's, that's the number one. Because um, when I played basketball, you know, my dad being Lindsey Hunter, and my dad wasn't the – he wasn't the most talented guy. He wasn't the, the, the most – he couldn't jump the highest. My dad was known for working his ass off. Like, he, he has a saying called, outwork everybody. And that, that man lives to that to this day. He still goes and runs four or five miles at age 50. And I'm looking like – Dude, I don't even I don't even run half a mile. I don't even walk. I don't even get up and go outside uh-huh. and walk anymore. I'm walk, I'm tired of going from the basement to the second floor. <laughs> I'm dead ass. So so how how would like is it hip hop? Is it R and B? Like how are you defining so, what you're doing? So the uh, the category that a lot of people have been putting me in um, is this new. It's called anime trap, which is kind of like. I guess like K-pop, hip-hop music, because I I, I, may, I make hip-hop, but I really don't make hip-hop because I grew up totally different from majority of the people who come from the um, same race as me. You know, my dad played 17 years in the NBA. I really didn't struggle. You know, kids have emotional struggles and stuff like that, but I never was hungry for no meal or trying to figure yeah. out where I'm going to sleep at night. Yeah. Um. So I kind of grew up a, different with a lot of a lot of different influences in there. That the average young black man wouldn't have, wouldn't have got, so it kind of influences my music to put me into a totally different category, you know. Does that does that did it make you feel isolated at times? Mm, yeah, I, I I definitely would say that because um, you know, growing up the way I did, it wasn't many many other people or children that I could really relate to, you know. I. I had Jason Hansen. I don't know if you remember that name. He was the kicker for the Lions back in like 2013, 12. I do. His, his son went to high school with me, uh, Ryan Hansen. I'm really good friends with him to this day. Then I had Rasheed Wallace's son, Nas Wallace, who went to Country Day. But those were really like only the type of people I could really relate to or surround myself with because most of the people that I would meet in high school, like I, I grew up, I got bullied a lot. You, believe it or not, like I got bullied a lot growing up. And it wasn't because I was – lame or nerdy it was because i was the rich black kid who was educated you know it's got to be hard because you're like you're too white for the black kids and you're too exactly. too black for the white kids i get exactly. it yeah it, uh, yeah, yeah i, I can kind of get that all right so you got uh you got dopamine coming up correct yep what's that about so um dopamine is a project that i've been working on for five years since I started my music journey because in five years I've only released eight songs I really try to be a perfectionist Um, and it's just a it's a track it's a it's a it's a tape with a bunch of tracks 
that are just happy songs. Like the name of the tape is Dopamine. And dopamine is the chemical that's released in your brain when you're happy, whether you're on a date, whether you're watching a sport, your sports team win. It's just it's just a good feeling. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm basically just putting that out there like dopamine. That's a that's a high that you can't buy. Like you can you can go experience dopamine by taking a walk in the park, spending time with people you love, spending time with your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? OK, so who produced on there? So for the producers, we have Rainy, we have Armani Plant Seeds, we have Sogimara Beats. It's over seven producers on there, and they're all heavy hitters. Um, I love my, my team of producers. All of my producers, with the exception of two of them, they're all in high school. They are youngins. Like, they're, they're very young and very talented individuals. And I love working with the youth because in this world, I believe the youth is the future. No, 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 no shots to you, Jobs, or my dad, or any other OGs, but Bruh, youth run like, the world. I'm, I'm closer to dying than I am b- being born. I understand. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> you know, like, like, you get to, you know, I'm a goal, though. And there's a lot of kids that I, you know, a lot of, not kids, but a lot of people I grew up with, well, a lot of people that passed away along, you know, before me. You know, from high school, on, you know, the list goes on. So, hey, I understand how life works. You know, you're right. The, the, the children are the future. That's never going to change. Yeah. But how, how do you meet these kids in high school? So, um, the, 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 the way I, I go about, because I, I, I own my own marketing company, so I'm big. Went to school for marketing. Um, I target... I target kids from sophomores all the way down. And I also have my own brother AU team to my um, my dad and family's AU team, Lindsey Honor Elite, which we just launched, Vince Heartbreak Elite. So I use a lot of the basketball and music because I believe basketball players want to be rappers. Rappers want to be basketball players. It's, it's just how it goes. So I get a lot of my, my crowds, a lot of my, my core fans from the basketball community and from the youth. You know, if, I could, if, if, a, if a kid wants to wants to purchase one of my um my tracks or purchase a merch or go see a show it's better to target that kid than target the parents because the parents are oh they're gonna be like okay yeah whatever i don't need to do that a child a child can go to his parents and if you have a child going to his parents nine times out of ten you're gonna get the sale you know who um i don't know are you familiar with Esham? yeah basically did what you're doing 35 years ago Tapped into a market that, like, like I remember buying the red tape, and I remember the niggas. Oh, he's the devil. He's he worships Satan, but them white kids and Loved Utica it. and Troy. Oh, bruh, found a market and tapped into it like nobody's business. That's 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 the way to do it because you don't have to. Um... Like you don't have to, and, and I tell I tell my kids on my AAU program this too. Like whatever you do, you don't have to go to the NBA. You don't have to be the the next Jay Z. You don't have to be the next Steve Jobs. You can still be successful at smaller levels. Like for for example, for myself, I'm not looking to go make three hundred million dollars off of music. I'll be happy with getting booked for five thousand dollars a show. I've been doing this for five years. I'm getting a thousand right now to do a show. If I can get to five thousand dollars a show, I think I'm living a good life. To go go on the stage and sing some songs that I made up. Yeah, yeah. Are you going overseas? 
Um, so we don't have any overseas tours right now, but we have a tour set up. We're going to be doing hitting Iowa, Indiana, Chicago, Ohio, and Michigan. Um, I'm going on tour with Montana 300 from Chicago. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I'm not. Is he like drill music? Yeah, that, that ah, yelling stuff. <laughs> No, 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 not, I don't know about the, yeah, like, drill music is killing Yeah, the drill, the, uh, like, the uh, pop smoke and the, that beat type yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. That does, that seems like an interesting pairing. Yeah, that's what I was, I was talking to my, uh, my publisher, because my publisher is the one who set this tour up. I'm like, you know, you guys, you guys couldn't have paired me with someone who's, like, a little less violent, you know? Like... <laughs> 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 Like, I, I don't knock anybody's hustle here, man. I don't knock anybody's hustle. Get it how you live. But, you know, I like to I like to go to my shows safe and leave safe, you know? And, like, yeah, I would not come to that show, bro. Like, and I love drill music. I'm one of them old heads that really is wrong. It's harmful to the community. Black folks really should not be listening to drill music. But I listen to that shit on the way to work damn near every day. Well, you, the production on the drill music and the the cadences and the flows and the hyperboles and I think it's really, really a beautiful thing. I just hate that. I hate that. And and here's my thing with drill music. Drill music is not talking about anything different than the hip hops, the little Uzis, the the King Vons, the little Dirks. I mean, I, with King Von and Little Dirk, they definitely started off as drill. King Von kind of still stayed there, you know, rest in peace to him. But Lil Dirt, you know, the bigger he got, the more mainstreamy he got. Yeah. You know, so um You got let me see. I got they gave me a list of things that I could talk about. <laughs> hey, sh- <laughs> shout out shout out Jeremiah, my manager, man. He's a, he's a great guy. Yo, like dude, like and I'm sitting like I usually man, I don't I don't usually write shit down. I'm pretty I'm 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 more of a conversationalist. Yeah. Um, and it just depends, you know. Some people uh, are kind of, you know, a couple talking points, but that'd be generally about it. But I'm like, dude, I got a whole fucking list of shit, man. Um, so shout out to him, man. Yeah, Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah's a great guy. He's been working for my family for four years now. He runs our marketing company. He runs our AAU teams. He runs our basketball training. He runs our um our wing stop that we're opening up downtown Detroit this summer. Wait a minute, he a runs wing stop for us, and he. Dude, the guy's a great guy. I mean, y'all, run, y'all opening up a wing stop? Yep, wing snob. Wing snob? Yep, downtown Detroit. Where at? Coming November, right off, um, do you know where the Nike store is? No. Nah. It's, okay, let me see. What about Shinola Hotel? You know what, to be quite honest, man, like the last time we went, let me see. I don't hang out downtown anymore that much. That's, you know, that's that my age group is not a downtown hanging out type of place no more. Yeah. You know, we did go to the uh, Tigers game a few, like a couple months ago. And that was only my boy had some, some, uh, some box seats. So I, so I felt rich and shit. That's broke as hell. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but it was. A, <laughs> I went to a Tigers game. I took my, my fiance to the Tigers game and. I just can't get with the baseball, man. I had two hot dogs, had me a Bud Light. I don't even drink beer. I just tried to, you know, join into the American activities. Yeah, baseball the, is some boring shit, bro. By the second inning, I'm in here like, man, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. I don't, I don't even care about this stuff, man. I was, this is boring. <laughs> Yo, and I got, I got to ask, man, and I know I asked uh, 
the red. I mean, I'm sorry, the pink. What's yeah. going on with that? I, let, let people know. So, um, you know, the tape name is Dopamine, and Dopamine is happy, so I put a bunch of colors, which means happy, because gay means happy and, um, in the Urban Dictionary. But the pink's also very, very important to me because my grandmother's battling um, cancer. And, you know, pink's the cancer color. So, you know, kind of just to show her that I'm with her through every step because I can't, I'm so busy, I can't get to Mississippi to see her how much I want to. So mm. when she turns on the television, turns on YouTube and sees me, she'll be like, oh, my grandson has pink on because of me. And she'll tell all her friends. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah. Shout yeah, out, people... shout out Armenta Hunter. That, that's my grandma right there. Queen shout out grandma. Right there. That's pretty dope, man. All right, so you were nominated on the Forbes 30 Under 30 watch list. What is that, and how does Forbes hear about you? So Forbes is, um, it's like a platform, kind of like a business platform. I would, I would compare it to like a, a CNN without the news, just more business. Right. Um, and I came about that. I took a job with um, Dan Gilbert who's the owner of the Cavs, and he pretty much owns all of Detroit. If you, if you ask me, he's the, he's the president of Detroit. Um, and not, how, I'm sorry, but how is that guy? Because I'm not a fan of his, but I don't know him. Oh, so a lot of people don't like DG, but I can tell, I can say this, you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinions, but Dan Gilbert is a good he i would say he's a good white dude man like and and it's not many of those out there he he's a good white dude and um you know I, i've been close with dan ever since i was a kid me and his son nick um and nick passed this summer yeah Rest in peace, my guy you know we were close all throughout high school and um i just took that job and nick was begging me to come work for uh, rock ventures so i took it uh did my thing um Next thing you know, I got DG bringing me into personal meetings, asking me, oh, your family runs this business. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Then next thing you know, he, um, Rocket Mortgage, uh, they're the ones who uh, sponsored the Forbes 30 for 30 Summit that was in Detroit last summer. And my, net, my name ended up on the watch list, which is pretty cool. I got invited to go to the event. I met tons of business people, like met people worth way more money than any any person could get playing sports that I was just like, Wow. <laughs> so you, 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 you got behind the velvet rope. What was it like? Um, it was, it was pretty special, you know, being a, being a guy who, you know, I didn't have the best grades in high school, didn't have the best grades in college, didn't graduate from college. Um, so to be nominated as one of the 30 top business people in the world, I think that just speaks value to like perseverance and like, that was just like a, a personal victory for me, for all my teachers, all the people who said when I was having a 1.8, 1.7 in high school, like, oh, this kid's not going to be anything. If he doesn't play basketball, he's not going to be anything. So um, that 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 really, that's a, that's a personal victory for me. Damn, how do you go home with a 1.7, though? Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to give you the real. Are you ready for the real? I'm going to give you the real. <laughs> I don't think I've even said this out of all the, uh, all the interviews I've done. My GPA was low in high school, one, because I wasn't focused on high school. Come on. High school? Why, why am I worried about five times 45 divided by six when I'm driving to school in a Rolls Royce? I'm hopping on a private flight with the Golden State Warriors with Steph and Clay. Do you think any 16, 17-year-old in their right mind is going to listen to a teacher? You know what you had? You had Lenny Cook-itis. 
<laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, I interviewed him. Um, cool dude, but he he didn't have the the family that you had to kind of you know wait it out for you, and he had that same attitude, and it cost him everything. Yeah, that that that's one thing I would say, but to in today's because I tell all my kids this in today's age, mm-hmm. education is you can hot, grab your phone. You can hop on. You can educate yourself off your phone. There, there's people making two, three million dollars off a month who went to school for a degree in something that they're not even using in life right now. That is true. Now, now, and I'm, I'm all for college. I'm all for kids going to college. But in my opinion, if you're not going to college to be a doctor, a lawyer, something along those lines, I feel like you're wasting your time. You got the, the 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 ability to meet people, and that's the most important part of success. Yeah. You know, it's it's it. They've been telling you. They've been telling me for years. It's not what you know; it's who you know. It's, yeah, your your net worth is your network. Exactly, and man, you you fucking around with Dan Gilbert, whether I like the guy or not. Like, <laughs> that's a plug. Yeah, and I'm in Cleveland, and the reason I, I, let me qualify that for my thing. Yeah, is, how are you in Cleveland? You hating on DG? Well, I didn't like the way he did LeBron. I didn't like the way LeBron did him. Okay, your man just went and got another job. It's not that deep. It, if somebody it, it, called me right now and said, "I'm gonna pay you," he took three, less money in Miami. It's no, 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 no. He may have taken less in a contract, but he took home more money because he ain't got he ain't got to pay no state taxes. Yeah, true. And he got the got the championship bonus and the playoff bonus, and they probably had a bunch of incentives. And you're in Miami, bro. Have you ever been to Cleveland? Yeah, I, I was. I went there when LeBron sent us home in '05. Which city would you prefer, Miami or Cleveland? You know, this might sound crazy, but I'm not a I'm not a Florida guy. It does I, sound crazy. It I, sound like a lunatic. Respectfully. Yeah, I mean, but you're talking to a guy with pink eyebrows and pink mustache. That, 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 is, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> but most that's the that's the problem with Cleveland why they can't get free agents here is because like for a rich black man, this is not what this is Utah. Well, you guys got my boy Imani Bates, you guys got Sharif Cooper, you guys got two of my young fellas down there. Yeah, they you, they get drafted, and then when they get popular, they get popping, they leave. I, I don't I don't think I think of I think of Amani does what he's supposed to do because me he's and him are very, me and him are very close. I think he will stay with, with Cleveland for the rest of his career because in his in his head right now he's already thinking how LeBron was thinking when he got to Cleveland. You know? Okay, I'm gonna bet you five hundred dollars right now. Oh, that guy I, if if he is able to leave, his first contract is up. He's going to leave. No, no. Oh, I'll take the bet with no trade, trade, no trades. This no. doesn't unless it, unless he forces a trade. That counts too. A forced trade. Oh, yeah, that counts too. How, however, I don't think that he's going. Like I think, dude is probably the steal of the draft. Yeah. But I don't know if he'll be in a position to really force their hand as far as a trade goes. Yeah, but dude's a beast. Dude is a. Yeah, they they got one with him. Yeah, and I, I was I was in my guy DG's ear about him so much, because so many NBA teams were gonna like, so many people passed up on body, 
And, and the thing about Abadi Bass is he is truly, he's a good kid, man. You know, not everybody is blessed to come from an NBA family. Not everybody is blessed to come from a Jay-Z type family, a Kanye West type family. You know, so yeah, I, I, I hate when this, 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 these media outlets, these news outlets, they hold our um, young black men to such a high standard. Yeah, and you only um, get one mistake. You know, and, and I grew up, my dad, my dad's a Black Panther. My dad's from Jackson, Mississippi. I don't know if you know anything about Jackson, Mississippi, but the race tension down there is if you see a white person, it's either they love you or they're going to let you know they hate you. Mm. I it's, have it's, never been to Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend visiting unless you want some good fried catfish. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be eating it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and for the record, you know, Dan Gilbert, you are, I'm here, bro. If you want to come on the show, <laughs> I'd love to have you. I got questions. And I'll be nice. Um, and Imani, yeah, you too, bro. Anyway, so you got some collaborations coming up. What you got coming up? So um, on, on the project Dopamine, we got three collaborations. Um, I got a song coming out with White Rose Moxie, who's an artist signed to um, 300 Entertainment. He has a bunch of um, songs with um, a bunch of high high name, what, what are they called, A-list, B-list celebrities. Mm. He's got songs with Travis Scott. He's got songs that's, with a bunch of big artists. That's big. Um, then I have a, another song coming out with a group out of Detroit called Vice Versa. They're, um, they're, like, they're like a boy band, kind of a Ray Shrumman type. Um, and then my last, my last collaboration that I'm dropping this year is going to be with Young Delray. Mm -hmm. who is kind of a, a pop punk rock type artist. She's um she's an eighteen year old out of Los Angeles, California, has six hundred thousand on TikTok, like thirty thousand on Instagram. Her 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 reach is ridiculous. Any anytime she's behind anytime she's in front of a camera, people love her. I'm surprised no Sada baby. You know, me and Sada have we have songs together, but you know, me and school we get into it all the time about just uh just music stuff uh the i want to say like a few weeks ago um i had jeremiah running because i don't run my instagram i have mm -hmm. all my people running my instagram so he was going through sending sending out mass dms like drop a comment go check out one of these tapes go cop some merch and i guess he sent one to Soda baby and Soda baby responded back to him don't ever send no shit like that to me i know you in real life I said, <laughs> Jeremiah called me like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, Vince. I said, man, just, 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 just leave him alone, man. He's all right. He's all right. I kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah, like, if, no, that's, I, if that's your guy, you know, like, hit yeah. him up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely understand. He still dropped a comment on the post, though. But, you know, he had to get his two cents. And me and Sada, baby, we hoop together all the time. Like, we have these private runs. And me and him will get into it sometimes because he'll pick me up on his team because he calls me Little Hunter. And I'm playing against a bunch of, you know, Detroit rappers. They're, this is a high-level basketball. I played in the CBA. I played in the G League. played Division One. So you got to be busting their ass. Yeah, you know, so I can come out there, you know, after having a couple of drinks, you know, fooling around with my girl. And, and you talking shit. Full, and pick someone on a full court and make it look like it's easy. So, uh, so Soder, baby, he got mad at me one time because we were playing against uh, one of his boys' team, and his boys' team's full of all. And my dad always says non-basketball player. When, when he's coaching, when we were playing, it's, you, it's a non-basketball player guarding you. You're guarding a non-basketball player. If I'm guarding a non-basketball player, I'm gonna go sit my butt in the in the paint, and I'm gonna let you shoot an open jump shot. And if you hit it, you know what? So what? 
I bet you won't hit the next one. So I, I did that one time, and the guy ended up hitting the jump shot. And Sada Baby's yelling at me, stop, stop disrespecting my niggas. Stop disrespecting them. everybody out here can hoop. I'm like, man, my bad, Scoob. I got you, bro. I, I am an extremely competitive individual. I don't want to lose. I never let my kids win at anything, ever. I don't care if they were two years old. You're going to no, lose. I, no, you're, you're like, you sound like, you see, that's that OG in you because my dad's just like that. To this day, I will never play Lindsey Hunter one-on-one. -on -one. I would never play a one-on-one. -on -one. I don't care if he's 90, 90 years old on crutches. Never playing a one-on-one. -on -one. Played my dad one time when I thought I was a shit, when they, they had me ranked top 100 in the country, top five guard in the state. I'm like, come on, let's play one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I'm feeling myself. My nuts just dropped a little bit. We get in the we get in the gym, so we're we're going back and forth. It's like four four. So my dad shoots a lazy jump shot, and I get my fingers on it and tip it. Oh. So I'm like block. I blocked it. My dad's like that's a foul foul. I said foul. I hit the ball. Boy, you what, you think I'm gonna shoot air ball? I'm a 17 time NBA NBA player. You think I'm gonna shoot air ball? I'm like <sighs> dad. I hit the ball. All right, bet your ball for the next. We played to 10 for the next five points. Oh, he skunked you. It wasn't even about basketball no more. It, it yeah. became straight. Yeah. You a grown-ass man. I'm yeah. a grown-ass man. I'm about to I'm show you now, bro. I'm about to carry your ass growing up. Yeah. You about, you about to get this work now. Oh, dude, I'm talking about he shooting jump shots. <laughs> no one he's about to hit it. Sprinting in, hitting me. Boom. I'm, I'm sliding on the ground into the wall. And then, you know, all my dad's, my, all my dad's friends are watching. He yelling at me. Get you. No. No, you keep you keep playing. I'm gonna send your punk ass back home to your mama. I'm like, yeah, my mom, you're lying. What are you talking about? I'm like, Dad, I'm your son. Oh my god. But that day I said, you know what? It's levels to this shit. It's levels. Do you know I went to Michigan State? Oh, so you know about that intensity factor in, in basketball. I I'm not, you know, basketball, you know, I'm not that good. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, um, but you know we go to the you know go to the gym you know you know, you know, basically we all scrubs out there. There's just different levels of scrubs, and some of the uh, guys from the uh, basketball team, like I'm talking about dudes you never saw on TV because they never got off the bench, would come in the gym, and you think you was oh. playing Jordan. I'm telling that's that's motherfuckers will never miss. They shoot fucking half court. They they dunking over everybody. They blocking everything. And I'm talking about scrubs. So I'm telling you, and 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 watch that word scrubs. Cause I tell you this right now. I used to tell all the people when I was in high school, middle school, who used to say, "Your dad sucks." I used to get made fun of it at lunch. Kid, I had a kid tell me, "That's why your dad's sitting on a bench." I said. Like, at, at the time, it hurt my feelings. You know, at the time, I was young. I didn't know how the world worked. Then, you know, as the older I got, I said, you know what? My dad was making $5 million a year to sit his ass on the bench. Bench. I'll take it. <laughs> I think anyone's taking that to, instead of working a nine-to-five. Oh, my God. Make, make sure my spot's nice and warm because the NBA can afford it. Make sure I want my seat nice and warm. Oh, my God. Y'all need some water? Y'all cool? You want a towel? Five million? Like, come on, man. Like, my people don't know tourists. My, my dad's last year in the NBA signed for $2.5 with the Chicago Bulls. 
um, when Derrick Rose's rookie year, they brought him in specifically for Derrick Rose. That that's the only reason my dad was on the team. They told him Vinny Del Negro, the coach, told him, and John Paxton, the GM, told him, "We don't want you practicing. We don't want you to play. We just want you to mentor Derrick Rose." That season, Derrick Rose was the MVP. Man, that's the best year of his, of his career. Derrick Rose doesn't have a dad in his life. He he calls my dad like his his father. He looks up to my dad as his father. And there there's there's so many stories like that from young guys in the NBA that my dad was around. So it like my my dad's value was way bigger than putting the ball in the basket, being able mm. to get stops, being able to. It was way bigger than that. Yo, give me a Derrick Rose story, cause that oh. dude. God. So here, here's a here's a here's a funny Derrick Rose story. I'll give you I'll give you one from back in the day. So we're headed to London. This is I don't know the exact year, but this is the year when we lost to the Celtics, the first round when we were supposed to beat them. When they didn't have KG, we went game, we went seven games, lost in in Boston. We're flying to London for the NBA Global Games, and we're on the private jet. This nice plane, the whole team, the family. So my dad and Derrick Rose are really close. So Derrick Rose, we used to call him Pooh. Pooh used to always stay, sit right behind my dad wherever he's at. He's dang there like my dad's, my, one of my dad's other children with, with me and all my brothers. He's always hanging around with us. So we're uh, we're sitting, everyone's falling asleep. So everybody got their, back in the day, you know, those, those flat things where you could put a disc in and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. So everybody has one of those. And Derrick Rose is like, oh, you guys should come, uh, come watch the show I'm watching. So I'm like, okay, we'll go watch it. Somebody else is like, yeah, we'll watch it. We'll watch it, Pooh. So we go, and D. Rose had like a fat one. I don't know. I think it's probably retail back in the day, like 4000 like a flat screen portable uh, DVD player. He's watching iCarly. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching iCarly. <laughs> and, and, and he's laughing like it's the funniest thing he's ever seen. I said, man, they, you know, I don't, I don't judge because, you know, because I grew up, I watched iCarly, I loved Hannah Montana, I loved all the Disney shows, but I, I grew up, you know, suburbs, Plymouth, Michigan, you know, Rodeo, California. I grew up suburbs. Derrick Rose from the South Side of Chicago, GD. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Who's watching iCarly over there? And and it's funny because iCarly just they just launched a, uh, they just came back with new seasons for the older crowd, and I guarantee you. D Rose is still watching the new seasons. I wouldn't oh. be surprised if they have him as a special guest on one of the episodes. You still talk to him? Yeah, I still talk to all my NBA guys. I, we don't talk like every day, but it's like a text message every two, three weeks. You know, just making sure everything's good. What's so okay? Um, the O'Neill family. Oh, the, the, those are my guys. Uncle Shaq is my guy. Really? Oh yeah, you know my dad played on the Lakers. I mean, well, you know, I got yeah, 2002. Know. No, it was it was 2002, 2003. We went to LA. We won the chip. We I forgot. I think we beat the Nets in the finals. Then my dad got traded to the Pistons, and we beat the Lakers in the finals. So it was kind of that was kind of a special moment. That wait a minute. So your pops got a, a ring? Yeah, he's got two of them. I did not know that. He got one with the Lakers and one with the Pistons. What they look like? Oh man. I, I wish I was at my I wish I was at my crib in Florida so I could show you the Pistons one, but that Pistons one, shh, that thing about this big, yo. The Lakers yo. one is nice, but the Pistons one is boy. The Pistons one's the coldest one he had. You know what? You know what's wild though. Like um, uh, like I remember when the Bad Boy, the original Bad Boys one. 
Yeah. And we par- we partied our ass off. Like that was what was, what was that? 89, 88. I was in high school. I, I graduated in 89. But when uh uh the Fab 5 lost in the, the the national championship the first time, we we partied way harder for them losing than <laughs> we did for the Pistons winning. Like they meant that much to the city. Really? You think the five five means more to the city than the 04 Pistons? Jalen Rose, basketball wise, is probably for me anyway. Like there Isaiah's up there, but Isaiah ain't from Detroit. Yeah. Jalen Rose is from the city, acts like he's from the city, talks like he's from the city, lives like he's from like he is Detroit. You know, like there's like two people that you know him and big proof rest in peace proof but what they they represented detroit probably unlike anybody else and, and got to certain levels you know so yeah yeah i would say Jalen chris weber no come on c web came back to the pistons for his ending his career niggas hated c web bro <laughs> like like bad bad he, the whole like I didn't understand the person that he was until I went to the uh, the African American Museum and saw he's got a uh, a collection of slave letters. Oh, so he's 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 a he's a I I don't want to say the term, but the term that uh my 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 good my good uncle Rob uh, Parker used that, that when they released him from ESPN when he was talking about RG three. I don't do you remember that moment? I don't. But uh, he made a, he made a, I don't want to even say it to get myself canceled, but he, so at least Chris Rubber, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a Black Panther type brother. Um, he is not. How, how do you have a collection of slave letters? He's an intellectual. Okay. You um, know what's crazy? My dad used to always make fun of C. Webb when he was on the piss and said, C. Webb think he's just the smartest motherfucker out here. And I think that's what, I think Chris Webber didn't know who Chris Webber was. He wanted to be Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose is from the salt of Detroit. You know, C. Webb is a Detroiter who happened to think differently. And I don't think he knew how to express that. And then when, you know, the whole shit went down at U of M, and he kind of told on old boy. I forget. I think it was Ed Parker. I forget old boy's name. But some dude that worked at the plant for forever and he would just randomly do nice shit for kids, you know, um, and he got on the stand through that nigga under the bus. Yeah, you know, that that happens that happens to a lot of um, because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I own my own AAU team, you know. I'm a founder of my dad's AAU team, and then I own my own personal AAU team. And I'm the guy. The NCAA can come get me, do whatever they want. I take care of my kids, mm-hmm. especially my kids who come from, low-income families why wouldn't i you can do it now though with the the, the, the name uh the the nail yeah, shit, right I, that's how you cover everything up now with the nli and i have our family my family has over 15 16 companies there's nothing to say oh come being a we come endorse this company and we'll write you a check you know that's pretty fucking dope bro like so what is it like man to just wake up and go back to sleep if you feel like it <laughs> well, and don't have to worry about any bills to be honest with you, ah, uh, you growing up the way I would, 
I really don't have that. And I have a lot of friends. I'm not going to throw any names out there. I have a lot of my, my NBA brothers. We, we call ourselves NBA brothers, kids who are born from NBA kids. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of NBA brothers who, you know, I, I don't want to say any names, but I got one right now staying off Rodeo Drive in a $6,000 condo, driving a brand new Demon, driving a brand new bike that he didn't pay for. He's not paying for rent either. Brand new $15,000 grill in his mouth. I've always been the type of guy, and if we can get my dad on your show, he'll he'll test it. Is I always take the hard route. I always take the hard route. It's something about, you know, just getting something on my own that just makes me feel like, it just makes me feel good about myself. Because I grew up, every every basketball publicity publicity thing that was put out there, and you can you can Google it. It's still probably up there. Mm-hmm. Lindsey Hunter is my 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 government name. I'm Lindsey Hunter the fourth. It's four of us. It's Lindsey Hunter Jr., my um, my granddad who passed away, rest in peace. It's my dad. He's the second. Then it's my older brother. He's the third. And I'm the last one, the fourth. Wait a minute. You so, named two of his kids the same thing? Oh, that's George, George Foreman. Foreman shit. George Foreman uh, effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. George Foreman effect. At least he didn't name my little sister, Lindsey. You know, George oh, Foreman oh. named his sister, George, his daughter, Georgetta. Oh, man. You know, I, I didn't want to. I got three daughters. And my thing was... And, and and no 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 disrespect to anybody who any woman who's named after her father, but it just reeks of disappointment. <laughs> it's like I really wanted a son, but oh, your ass man, popped out. So I'm just gonna add Edna to my name. Like that's just bruh. It reeks of disappointment. It, <laughs> I didn't want you. I wanted a freaking right, son. Like you you were you were <laughs> you're a bottom tier kid. You know, listen, I was thinking about because I I got a three year old and I'm looking to have about four more kids. I was thinking if God curses me with a daughter, not saying it's a curse, but me, I'm a I'm a rock star. You know, I like to live life on the edge. I just don't see myself having a daughter and me living the same life I'm living. You know, you don't. So I told myself if I do get a daughter, I might. Just say screw it and name her Lindsay because Lindsay's a girl name in my book anyway. I can kind of go, yeah. That actually, like, that's one of those like it's, it's, I don't know. I don't. It's it's uh, unisex. Like yeah, I could see there are you, women named you, Lindsay. You know how many how many uh, white girls I met with the name Lindsay? Oh, God, that's probably right behind <laughs> Karen and Becky. <laughs> you know how many black guys I met with the name Lindsay? <laughs> probably three. <laughs> if that, actually, are they all in your family? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yo, but I, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's dope of you to, to want to work for yours. I don't, you know, like we're not gonna make no, no, no illusions. Like you, you know, like you out there working at McDonald's or something. Oh shit. no, no, trust me, trust me. If anything goes bad, you know, I'm definitely picking up that phone. Grandma, I need you to call your son. I need I need this. Then Have I you ever done that? Dad, I, grandma said you. T- grandma told me to tell you to do this. Have you ever done that? Oh, multiple times. Really? Mo- oh, multiple times. God, man, rest in peace to my mother. But if I ever did that, man, she would fuck me up. <laughs> you, you, you called who? Fuck them and you? Love- she wouldn't say that, but that th- uh, that but basically it, would be what, it, what the gist of it. See, oh but in, in, in the Hunter family, we, we run our stuff like we're big on like, uh, you know, our family. We love 300, the movie Sparta. We, we're big on the Gladiator, the 1800s. 
we're big on those those type of those vibes and we try to run our family like we call ourselves like it's a we we have a kingdom like mm-hmm. this is a, this is a kingdom like the king is my dad you know the the queen is my grandma the queen was my mom they got a divorce so my grandma took over okay at the end of the day the queen holds the power absolutely at the end of the day the king had a king. one on the board the, the king the king's the guy now we're not gonna act like the king's not the man but if you want something done it, the, the, the queen, queen the queen is gonna get it done the queen's got every move exactly yeah yeah I, I, it's been a while but i play chess so i i yeah the, the queen is the is the one all right so the mayweathers we talk about the boxing mayweathers right yeah oh you're talking about floyd or them yeah so you, you know floyd yeah i've actually called floyd uh this guy named austin Thompson. uh he's like another one of my one of my, one of my uncle's real close family friend he passed um but he he ran floyd mayweather promotions with them mm-hmm. so we got really tight in with floyd you know we went to a couple of his fights it was a point in time where floyd mayweather had two of his maybachs at my uncle austin thompson's house and for prime, I got to take one of Floyd Mayweather's Maybachs. My little brother actually did it too. No, he took the Rolls Royce. He took the Rolls Royce. Well, we got to take one of Floyd's cars. But um, Floyd Mayweather's always been like all the Mayweather's have always been just showed the utmost respect to the hunters. And I really respect my dad because I tell my dad this all the time. Like um, for my birthday, my birthday's coming up August seventh. My dad asked me, "What do you want for your birthday?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't need anything. Like, you you have given me." You, all the work you put in 17 years, I, w- I would say more than seven, I would say 30 to 40 years of your life sacrificing it for basketball. The stuff that you have done is more than enough for me to be successful. You could, you could say, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to help you out anymore. But everything that you've done is help me be, it's going to help me be successful to the point where I don't need. And if, I feel like if I can't use the connections and the groundwork that you did for me, Man. then I need to look myself in the mirror and say, well, what, what's going on here? Your contact list must be crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty up there. Yo, okay. Who, who, give me somebody I just would just, I'll, I'll, I would not expect that you could just pick up the phone and call. Let's see, someone that you wouldn't expect that I could pick up the phone and call. It would either be, it would either be, um, are you familiar with K-pop? Yeah, a little bit. Have you ever heard of the group BTS? Is that the, the South Korean, Korean group? Band? Yeah. So I, I know them, my uncle who works with Live Nation, he runs all their tour management. And that's probably the most person I could pick up the phone and call one of them even though I got to put in Google Translate to talk to them but <laughs> oh they're like Beyonce no they're bigger than Beyonce they my uncle and them were just in Los Angeles two two weeks ago they had a they had two shows they uh, at the Los Angeles Raiders or whatever the Rams the arena the football arena they did two shows Friday Saturday they made 178 million dollars in two days Yo, I know a guy, um, if I remember correctly, he actually basically helped start Live Nation. Really? Yeah. He doesn't, I don't think, he doesn't work with them anymore, but yeah, if I remember correctly, my guy actually kind of, uh, helped start them. 
He probably knows my Uncle Spoon then. Um, he probably does because he's like a huge promoter in in, oh, yeah, in Michigan, know, in Detroit. What What's his name? Uh, Mikey, Eckstein. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. That sounds familiar. Yeah, he knows that that that, that dude is so tapped here. But yeah, that that would probably be the most random. And then the that's second, crazy. Why do you have their number though? Um. Well, like I'm I'm big on like. One thing about me, which I think my, my parents were raised me the way I did, you could put me in any room and I can blend in and hold a conversation and probably make the person who's talking to me like feel good about themselves while they're engaged in this conversation to where they can walk away and be like, man, I like that guy. So um, I, I, just, I just network with everybody I, I meet. And it got to the point, like, my dad was Lindsey Hunter. You know, my dad played with Kobe. My dad used to play with Michael Jordan in the summertime. My dad played with all these these A-list celebrities. So I grew up, that was normal to me. I, w- I didn't get around the celebrities and get butterflies in my stomach or act different. I just looked at them like, they're just like my dad. If anything, I think my dad's better than you. So I understand that, it. I mean, I so, didn't grow up around, you know, nobody yeah, famous so or I, shit. I got to the point, like, even now, like, there's only been one person. No, I'll say two people. Two people to this day that I've met. That I got butterflies in my stomach for. Two people. One of them was Alicia Keys when I was 14 years old. I was obsessed with Alicia Keys. And my dad surprised me. Like, we got backstage passes. We're going to meet Alicia Keys. She's performing at the palace. So I went there and I met Alicia Keys. And I'm sitting there like. Understandable. And the second person I met was Barack Obama at the White House. That was the first time I've ever seen. My dad never gets starstruck. I've seen my dad meet Beyonce. I've seen him meet Rihanna. I've seen him meet all the people that people go crazy for. And he's never cracked, never just normal. When we went to the White House to meet meet Obama with the Chicago Bulls when he invited the team, that was the first time I seen my dad, like, nervous, like, super nervous. Okay, and I was like, uh, dad's not acting normal. I'm feeling a little weird now. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the finest woman you have seen in person? The finest woman I have seen in person. So yes. I, th- this is going to be a political answer because I do have a fiance. So I'm a, my first answer is my fiance. So I'll, 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 I'll give a I'll give a I'll give a second answer though. So the finest. That's a tough question, man. Because I'm thinking like a- I would probably say. Mila Kunis. Mila, Mila Kunis. Is, it, is that the seventy show chick? Is Mila Kunis from the? She's from the. Uh, she's from that movie with Ashton Kutcher. Did, uh, yeah, aren't they dating or yeah, married or something? Like that? Yeah, yeah, she was in the seventy show. Yeah, I, I met her. Her? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Mila Kunis got some eyes that'll make you melt if you got her alone. That's all I'm saying. But you've been around Rihanna. I mean, I'm not all like. Okay, all right. I think Riri's beautiful, you know. It's just not my speed, not my cup of tea, you know. I like, I like a woman with, you know, got a nice body, but I don't want, I don't want too much body because I like to keep my women around. So when they're 50 and 60, I don't want that crap sagging, and I don't want to have to go invest in BBLs <laughs> and hip jobs and stuff. Bro, you realize you'll be 50 or 62. What difference does it make? 
Yeah, but I can look how I want to look at 50 or 62. <laughs> and that, that might be a misogynistic comment, but hey, it's the reality of it is you can be a man to be ugly and have a beautiful woman. You, you can't be an ugly girl and have a beautiful man. You'll be surprised. I don't... Especially at, you know, the seasoned vets. When you get, get 40 and 50 and t- the shit that, that, you know, like when you're 25, it's how she looks. She gets forty, bro. Like she's gonna cut my toenails. Can she oh cook? yeah, no, no, no. I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely here out with that because I definitely, like, for example, my fiance right now. I told her I'm like, look, this is who I am. This is the lifestyle you can be introduced to. This is the life I can take you out of. But this is what you have to do. You have to be my piece. Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't be with the female. And I come, I come home. I don't even really leave the house. I, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. Unless I have to, I'm being paid. I really don't leave the house. I'll, I'm staying at home and I'm working in my in my man cave. Where I have my home studio. I have my my office where I do all my business stuff. I can't, I can't be with a female if I'm putting 12, 13 hours a day into business. And you want to argue for thirty minutes or an hour? I can't, I can't do that. I'd rather be alone. You know, like. I'd rather be alone. You can buy love in 2023. I'm gonna be honest with you. You can't buy love. If you want love that bad, I got, I got, I got a, I got a place you can go. You can buy some you pussy. Find your, 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 you can your buy some time. You're not gonna buy love. Uh, I don't know. You don't have to. Love is not something that you have to purchase. No, you don't. Well, uh, I take that back. I take that back. There's that, everything got a price. It's just how you go about paying for it is different. Yeah, exactly. You could pay. It's, t- it's diff- diff- Love takes a bunch of currencies. You know. Yeah, it does. It, it takes a lot. Yeah, you can't just be like, but you can't just say, hey, let me hold on, hold on, let me cash up you three thousand dollars. Now you love me. That, that's not gonna work. Oh no, no. They they'll yeah. act like they love you though. Yeah, yeah. They want to, <laughs> you know, that's just good acting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so are, does it make you leery of people? Um, yeah, my um, everybody in my circle, you know, I only have a, a group of five people in my circle that I don't consider family. Only five, and out of those five people, they all like they they the longer they're around me, you know, because some has known me since I've a kid, some have known me since I became Vince Heartbreak. They're starting to understand why. Like, I don't like people to be honest with you. I really people don't. are so fucking overrated, bro. I I don't like people like if if we could replace every single human on this earth with a dog, I think the world would be a nice place. I think the world would be such a better place. Oh, no, I'm I'm not gonna go that far. So, so like I I I really don't like people because growing up, all I ever saw was people come around me to use me or use my dad or use my mom, use my brothers basketball culture just trying to use 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 so it got to the point where i just got tired like to this day i like i I, i'm nice to people but i'm nice to people who i i feel and my mom used to always say my mom's a big spiritual person i have the spirit of discernment so i can i can get around somebody and i can feel their energy like okay i can tell what what type of time you're on but most of the time when i when i meet a good energy person i go over and beyond because those are the people that you know, those are the people that actually make the world go round. I um, I, I used to go tons of places with my family. I know I still go, but I'm, I'm a grown man. Now. I'm 28 years old, so I had to go. I got my own family, my own stuff to do. 
Mm-hmm. And people would treat treat me so well because I'm Lindsay Hunter's son. Then I would turn around and I'd go into the real world and I'll go to a place and I would see someone treat me not to that same standard. Yeah. And I'd be like, So you're gonna treat me like this because what, you just think I'm a regular person? You just think I'm 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 a human being? And then when I let you know who I am, now your attitude totally changes. Those are the people in the world that I think are the shittiest people in the world. It's the real world, bro. Like, I get what you're saying, and I'm one of those people that I try to treat, uh, like Mozzie, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him. But he's got a line in his uh, in, in one of his songs where he says, "Yeah, Bozzy, he's he's out, he's out the East Coast, right, or the no, West Coast." Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. He, he actually works with my guy JD with Empire. Shout out Empire. Oh my god, I love. I am am a Mozzy crack fiend. Hey, what, 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 what are these days you have to let me know when Mozzie comes to your city I'll hook you up with some tickets oh my god please I, you just tell me where uh, I'll find a city to go to bro like <laughs> seriously like I fucks with my I think he's like if he could stay out of jail he's definitely up there as far as one of the goats of his generation uh, that, but that, he's got a, a song and he says um, I basically I treat the trapper and the fiend with the same amount of respect and you try to do that. But if you are a person like if you work a nine to five, there are going to be times where you just have to bite your tongue and treat the owner of your company different than you treat your boy who's in maintenance. Very true. Very true. You know, it, it's just the way of the world. And because you got a light bill. Very you true. Know, um, so, and, I, and I've worked with, you know, like I'm, I'm a nurse, so I've worked with a, a plethora of different individuals up the spectrum, down the spectrum of financial. Uh, uh, th- thank you for your service. You're a hero in this country. Shit, I can't tell. But yeah, I appreciate it. If it wasn't for y'all, I don't know what COVID would have done to America because Trump didn't have us prepared. <laughs> it wasn't Trump, bro. Who, like we're not who, even, hey, we're listen, not even, no, 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 this is Trump because this might sound crazy. I am a Trump supporter. I know I'm black. I support Trump. He gave my family big tax breaks. I owed like $35,000 in back taxes from overseas money. When he got in office, they got rid of it for me. So yeah, I, he, did, he didn't do that shit for you, bro. No, he, he definitely didn't for, do it for me, but it felt, like, for it felt like it. Yeah, he did that for himself and people uh, way further up the food chain than yourself. Yeah. You know, however, like Trump, Biden, same motherfucker. For me, you know, I am not a fan of Trump. I don't like how he gets down, um, but I'm not about to make no illusion like Biden is some, you know. Yeah, because we're listen. Trump's bad. I, Tr- Trump is prejudiced. Trump is ignorant. I oh, oh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to. We're not supposed to have this conversation. I'm sorry, Jeremiah. Oh yeah, we are on politics. Oh my God, I love yeah, politics, I, Jeremiah. I, I, I love I'm, politics. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Jeremiah. It was not me. Don't, I don't know where you at, bro. I appreciate you. Don't, 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 don't hold this against me. <laughs> this was, <laughs> yo, uh, you got merch. You mentioned something about having merch. Yeah, so um, we're dropping our um, first line of our uh, dopamine merch. We got t-shirts, we got sweatshirts, we got stickers, and um, we we just partnered because I have my own AU team, Vince Heartbreak Elite. I just partnered with Vape, um, which is a designer company. 
And we have custom Vince Heartbreak Elite jerseys. Um, they're going retail for $566 right now. But all my kids on my AU team get to play in a $566 jersey at a tournament. Yeah, just send um, me a picture, bro, because I can't afford that. <laughs> no, I, I can send you a custom one, man. No, no, We're we going to send you a custom one. Man, stop lying, bro. We'll, we'll take you know, it off the company. You know how many people be telling me shit like that, man? They come on, they come on, and they. I, I'm one of those people that every every show I go on, every appearance I make, I always gift to people because you know, at the end of the day, your platform is helping me. You know, I might be helping your platform, but at the end of the day, your platform is helping me. So it's a privilege, and I love to give back any way I can. You know. You know what? And I'm sorry. Um, you were on Kid L. What is it? It's yeah, video. Oh, the dude, the dude with the couch. Yeah, kid, uh, that's my guy. Okay, so and and you said that Detroit doesn't show you any love. Yeah. Are you familiar with Bodie James? I don't think so. Oh my God, bro, you gotta say. He's from Detroit. Yes, yes, and like, and yeah, you gotta listen to him. But he said the same thing. And you got what you're gonna have, bro. Is is you. you they, you're not from Detroit for one. So it's gonna to be tougher. You got blonde hair. Not helping. Exactly. Detroit. However, Danny Brown completely doesn't doesn't look anything like And what Danny you would Danny Brown's my guy. Like I And Danny, Danny Brown, Brown gets my, love. He's one of my like I would say like when I call, hey, I need someone to listen to this song, how do you think it sounds? I call Danny Brown. I call Nick Speed. I call my guy OK Jones. I just had like, Nick Speed on the show two weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that Nick Speed. That's that's literally that's big, bro. That Nick Speed is one of the best, genuine, kind-hearted people I've met in this music industry, and I've met a lot of people. Yeah, he was a, he was a really like I think I want to say we talked for like two hours or some shit, which I'd never do. Usually, <laughs> you know, an hour. I'm like, he's got oh. some stories. But he's just a genuine ass dude, you know. And me, you know, being born and raised in Detroit, there was like a, you know certain people that I, I'm like, okay, well, because I've been doing this shit for like ten years. Well, I take that back, like eight years. Um, but there's certain people from Detroit that I'm like, okay, I ever get the opportunity, I want to interview, you know. So Nick Speed was definitely one of them. Big Hurt is my favorite MC out of Detroit of all time. Was definitely one of them. Um, I interviewed Rose Spit. Definitely one of them. Um, definitely want to interview uh, uh, Isham. I've been trying. I think it's just just ignores the shit out of me. No, no, no. It's never. He doesn't even respond. And I've been trying. I, every few months, I, I reach back out. Um, and I'm trying to think who else. Eminem. It's probably never gonna happen. I, I might be able to help you with that. I took his daughter to prom. Well, not prom, homecoming. Really? Yeah, so I might be able to help you with that. How? how really? Yeah. Oh, my God. How was that? I didn't get laid, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was my high school. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's gonna help me get an interview with him, bro. No, no, Eminem and my dad are really—they're they're good friends, man. Eminem loves all the Detroit, the Detroit sports guys. Um, 
But no, we do, I think we definitely can make that happen. And Eminem's a really, really good dude. He's another genuine. I think he's one of those white people who was supposed to be black, but God just said, I'm going to make you white. I think that, like, when I graduated high school, before I went to Michigan State, I went to Eastern. And there was this white chick that went there. That when you looked at her, you thought she was black. And it wasn't because she had no tan or whatever, but she grew up on the east side. That's I'm not gonna lie, I, I love white women. That's 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 a, that sounds like a winner right there. Um, well, she was the blackest white woman I'd have ever met. <laughs> like you could, like you, you can tell culturally when someone has has lived their whole life amongst a cult, a, a culture that is not necessarily their own. Yeah, but they don't know in any other way. You know, uh, and as you get older, you realize that we all got some similarities. Uh, I'm going to stay on my side of the street, though. <laughs> I, you know, that's just me. You do what you want to do. I'm not good. You know, um, it, uh, that's got to be tough, though. Like, like, so have you ever dated a sister? Yeah, um, I've dated a few sisters. Uh, it just... It was tough because I grew up, I went to private school. I was around majority white kids. I used to get bullied for not being black enough. You know, the, the tough white boy in middle school who used to sag his pants. Used to say, I'm not I'm not black. So it, it was really tough. Um, I would say one, um, say I would say the best, the, blessed, the best sister I probably was with was Chauncey Billups' daughter. Me and Sierra, we had a nice little relationship. Our parents wanted us to get married, but I knew that shit wasn't going to work. Really? Sierra Billups, shout out Sierra. Then once say she just graduated from uh, Texas, All-American soccer player. That's pretty dope. Shout out to Chauncey Billups, too, man. Definitely appreciate Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, shout out Chauncey. You know, um, what's, ne- what's next, bro? Like, what's Are you getting into the tech world, or... Anything like so, that? Right now, I'm I'm focused on. I just launched the Vince Heartbreak Elite AAU team. So for the next few months, I'm going to be putting my focus towards that. And you know, this project's dropping, so I got to go on tour. Um, then after that, I'm I'm looking to open up um, a food truck. You know, I went to culinary school. I have a culinary degree. If I wanted to, I could go be a chef at a five star restaurant. Um, so I really want to, that's a passion of mine that I want to explore. And my grandma's one of the best, she's one of the best chefs I've ever, like, i am tell you, man, if you ever in Mississippi, let me know so you can go to my grandma's house. <laughs> she ain't going to cook, she going to whip up something for you or you going to be sitting on a couch like, oh man, can I, can I spend a night in the guest bedroom? Oh, I, I, I miss those days. I really do. My, my grandma can cook. So. Um, I really want to launch this. Um, it's just an idea right now. We're doing all the LLC and the, the paperwork, but I want to launch a, a peaches, a grandma peaches Southern cuisine food truck and try to grow that within the first 12 months. And if we make enough profits, see if we can rent out a spot and turn it into a, a little restaurant. That sounds like a really dope idea. I like the name. Yeah, because in, in Michigan, I'm not going to lie, in Detroit, I mean, you can go to the city. Um, and you can find some, you know, soul food, southern barbecue, but it, it's it's not like it is in the south. Well, no, Steve. Although Steve's soul food, when he 
first opened up way back in the day. Yeah, but I feel like once they made all the money, they they start they, they start money. yeah. They yeah. like okay, forget it. We we made the money. We're good. We're gonna we're gonna last. Yeah, forever. yeah. There's a spot. I don't know the name of it, but there's a spot. Ah, oh, damn. It's not it's not on Jefferson. I forget the. Is that Learner? Learner? Might might be, but it's a little just a, a hair between. It's between Belisle and downtown. It's a spot over there. It's really I, good. I, you, you have to get that name so I can check it out. Yeah, really, really fucking good. I got a cousin, man. He, uh, well, he, one of his things is going to restaurants and shit. And he's got some bread. So he tries all types of shit. Man, this nigga be finding some fucking phenomenal spots, bro. Yeah, like, I, I do that because I'm a TikTok influencer too. So I get paid like 50 to $100 to go to restaurants. And just make a quick TikTok video, leave a really? full review. But there's some serious money in that. Really? No, there's some. I know. I know Bruh. a girl. I'm not gonna say her name, but she's bringing in seventy five thousand. This she has a whole corporate job. She's bringing in seventy five thousand just off of TikTok, going to restaurants, going. Oh, I went to this place to do this. I went to this place, this restaurant. They brought me this. She's getting paid to eat food, and they're giving her three because she has to try the menu. She has to give a good review, so she has to try several things. She's going to restaurants, getting like six, seven things. Oh, I can't afford that. My heart would already would give out. <laughs> I can't. I'll, however, though, man, we really need. I, 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 I could use your help because I've been doing this podcast and shit, like I said, for a long ass time, and I, I didn't interview everybody from fucking Chuck D to I had Malcolm Jamal Warner on Thursday. Oh man, you get you get the the big man guys in here. I have done well as far as the people I can get on there. I just can't figure out how to make no fucking money. Not one red cent, not a nickel. So one one thing I would I would say this is a suggestion, and I'm also when we, when we finish, I'm gonna send you my marketing company, and I'm gonna have them reach out to you to help you out. Okay. But you could capitalize off like, for example, when this episode airs, let's say I said something funny along the lines of the. Of, of our conversation or you said something funny the quickest way to make a quick dollar is getting a stupid saying putting it on a cheap gilding t-shirt selling it for 25 bucks that is the if if people who are watching your podcast if they don't have 25 dollars to support you or you can even make something cheaper you can make sell a poster sell sell something anything that's that's utilizing that your fans uses you can put your logo on there and sell it and this is this is what I stress to my fans of it's heartbreak because I'm 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 a believer. If you follow me on Instagram when I drop my tape and you can't spend ten to twenty five dollars with me, unfollow me. You're wasting my time. That, what that's do they say? I, like you're gonna get like four percent of the people, something like that. It's four to ten percent of the people that you know of, of whatever yeah. number your number is that will actually spend some money with you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is true. But the way you get that number higher, which is mm. I'm big on guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing is the best marketing way. And with this internet stuff, it makes it so much easier. You don't have to go door to door anymore. You just send a DM. So I have a team, uh, my company, Avini Marketing, which we have a staff of seven people. And we run over 27 different accounts right now we're on contracts with. And I have my I have my team. We guerrilla market our asses off. We, we, I have them sending over, I want to say the number is about 30 to 40,000 DMs, targeted DMs a day. So, really? So, and, and someone who gets a DM from a page, it's you're gonna you're gonna feel better 
you're gonna you're it's a better chance for you to respond and be engaged and be happy with the conversation if that page reaches out to you you get what i'm saying yeah damn that's a lot of fucking dms though a lot of it, but do the math. You out of forty thousand people, if you get forty ten people, if you get forty thousand people, spend ten dollars with you. Yeah, I mean, hell, if you get four thousand people, so it's a lot of money. That is, especially a day. That's, yeah, man. That, that. And, we, and we've been doing this like we haven't. Like I've been making music for five years. I haven't. I dropped the project two years ago. We sold out of merch. We made $5,000 off that off that project in the first three days. And that's not counting strings or show money. That's just counting merch. We were selling everything from posters, t-shirts, vinyls, magnets, wallpapers, tiles. We're selling everything. Yo, so it's the shirt you got on, is that you? No, this, this isn't me. This is, this is actually... This is, I want to say, this is one of the brands I'm partnered with. I don't know the exact name, but shout out this brand, though. They, they hooked me up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I love supporting, I love supporting small businesses. I, my, my address, my, my mailing box is open to businesses, so they send me stuff and I'll put it on, you know. That's a dope shirt, though. I like that. Yeah, I like it, too. Yeah, that that I I fucks with that. I was I was looking at that. I'm like, okay, what does it say though? Is it lost in what? Lost in heaven. Yo, that's some deep shit if you think about it too. Yeah, that's why I liked it when I saw it. I was talking to my my girl. I'm like, man, this shirt is like, kind of gives me like a spiritual aurora. Like, but it's almost like even if you're in perfection, it's still imperfect. Yeah. Cause can you get lost in heaven? You shouldn't be able to. I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be. I mean, I'm not really a religious person. I believe in God. You know, I believe in God. I believe. Oh, in oh, God. oh, oh, oh! Don't, 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 don't. I'm sorry. I think that's another topic. Oh man, what we yeah. can't talk about religion? I don't. I don't think. But hold on, hold on. Let me. Cause you're, you're, he sent me a list, bro. I want to make sure. I want to fuck it up. I don't. <laughs> I know he's he's pissed at me right about. <laughs> And for the record, I bet the, the only reason that this happens because I went last summer. I went on a, a platform, and I, I I had a little bit too much to drink, a little bit too much to smoke, and I was just saying information that was not supposed to leave the family about other people. So my dad was like, "Dude, any, any, if you go on another goddamn show, you better have a script and know what the hell you're saying, because I'm tired of getting phone calls from people." Yo, if you smoke, I got it. I got a guy there. I got. I have the guy. Trust and trust me when I tell you the 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 guy. And his family. It, where, is, is he out of Michigan? Yeah. Oh, you got to me. I I love I love good weed, man. I'm a I'm a I'm a marijuana kind of sort. Yeah, like I'm telling you, and I'm and, willing and to. And for, for all my young kids, my AU kids are watching this. If you're playing a sport. Don't start smoking. Don't start drinking. You do all that once you retire and you get your money. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's that's one thing I put out here. Because I there used to be a professional basketball player. When I played basketball, I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't even have sex until I was like my first professional year overseas. Really? I was completely locked in on the task at hand. 
I think I was too locked in. That's kind of think like why I turned out the way I did. <laughs> Damn. So what was you like twenty something? Twenty-two. Oh wow. Twenty-two. But well, technically, I did. I did lose my virginity, but it was with a teacher in one of my schools. So that I don't count that. You know, that doesn't count. Technically, I was sexually assaulted. Yeah, that's probably one of those things you don't want to bring up. Hey, no, I, I went on the uh, I went on the Kid L podcast. I don't know when that was, but I told the story about it. And the next week, I wake up to the morning to do 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 do. I'm like, uh, come open the door. It's the police, three officers. So I'm like, at the time, I just got off probation. So I'm like, I know I haven't done anything. I swear I've been a good boy. Like the judge, I've been a great guy. Like years, I have not done anything for you guys to be here. They're like, are you, uh, do you go by the alias uh, Vince Heartbreak on the internet? I'm like, yes. Like, okay, uh, we would like to talk to you about and do an investigation on uh, some things that were said on a podcast. They were trying to open up an investigation, ask me, did I want to press charges against one of my old teachers from freaking almost a decade ago? Yo, yeah, you gotta, you just roll past the probation shit, though. Oh yeah, I, no, I mean, I was on probation for some stupid stuff, man. I was um, I was in East Lansing, Michigan State. I used to live out there. I had a house out there. Uh, I thought my little brother was gonna go to Michigan State. And totally fucked my plan up, you know. Not tripping. I like Georgia. Um, and I was going out with my girl, and um, we're going out to the bars. And I don't like. I, I drink a little bit. I'm more of a smoker. I have maybe one or two drinks. I don't. I, don't, I like to be in control. So when I go out, I like to just look at the people who are out of control. I'm like, man, that guy is gone. That guy is drunk as hell. Look at that white boy. You know, that, that's that's the guy I am. Like, and I'm, I'm not I'm not insulting anyone. I'm just I'm just pointing out the obvious. So we're out one night, and this one is like six three white boy. Dude, he tells a frat boy. He was so drunk. He's stumbling. I said, oh my god, babe, look how drunk he is. So we walked by. When when I walked by, he turned around and says, "What you say to me? You said I'm little." I said, "Bro, what?" You're, I said, "Bro, I said you're drunk, my guy. I'm not. I'm not insulting you, bro." Then my buddy who was with me like, "Oh, major insecurities coming out." I can tell. <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, you're not helping the situation." So the you know the Bible says I was raised in the church. The Bible says turn another cheek. He was yapping. I turn another cheek. I walk away. He waits till I get about ten feet away from when my back turned. And he calls my white girl a nigger loving bitch. Nigger loving bitch. So at that point, like I was raised, like, I don't care. You can disrespect me. You can say whatever you want to me. I don't care. You're not gonna move me. But if you have my people that I consider my family, if you make any of my family feel uncomfortable, we 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 have a problem. Like it's it's a problem. That's how I was raised. So of course I look at my girl, I'm like, okay, like what do you want me to do about this? Like, can I handle this? She's like, go, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So, of course, I walk up on the, the white boy. He didn't know I was Lindsey Hunter's son, and then my parents had invested over $25,000 into MMA training, and I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He didn't know that. So I ended up putting him in an arm bar, and I broke his arm, uh, dislocated his shoulder, broke his elbow, um, and the cops tackle me. <laughs> if the cops get there, I'm, I'm calm. I'm calm the whole time we're, we're getting into the scrub. I'm not yelling. I'm not. The, the, the worst thing I'm telling the dude is, you can't even hit me, bro. You can't even hit me. You don't even know how to fight. You can't hit me. 
Then he tackles me and takes me to the ground. So when I'm on the ground, I have to protect myself. The guy's 6'3". I'm only 5'9", 175 pounds. If I got a 6'3", 240 guy on me, I can get seriously injured. So I have to start defending myself. Um, police get there, put me in cuffs. I get tackled by six cops to begin with. They put me in cuffs. I'm in East Lansing Jail for four days. Um, but shout out East Lansing Jail. Shout out all the, the police officers in there. They brought me Panera Bread. They let me watch Netflix. They let me keep my phone. I had two blankets. Jail experience was not that bad. But maybe it's just because I was in East Lansing. And they but, knew who um, you they were. They put me on right? probation. At, at some that. point, they found out who you were. Yeah, they, they did. Because I've, I've been to East Lansing jails. So I didn't have that Yeah, they, the, 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 the lieutenant or sheriff, whatever you called him, came and walked from behind his desk and, like, start talking to me in my cell. Like, you're Lindsay Hunter's side? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Can you, can you let me out now? <laughs> I promise you I won't hurt any more white people. Tell <laughs> you, man. That, that, that was why I was on probation, but I got off. Shout out Judge Ball. Had to pay $15,000. My lawyer. Shout out my Detroit lawyer, my lawyer P. I love her. She's the best lawyer in the business. Um, my best friend's probably gotta give him. I gotta give him. A, you know, the best, he's the best in the business. He's the best out there. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm about to exchange some contacts. I, the way I live my life, I might need him. Oh, that's like yeah, like he he it, like uh, he takes on some cases. So let's just put it that way. Yeah. You know, and actually, ironically, we met at Michigan State. Oh wow! Yeah, literally on. Matter of fact, uh, 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 on the bus stop on campus. Man. Yep, been knowing this guy for I don't know, probably thirty years at this point. Eh, give or take, almost. You know, but that's my guy. You know, um. Yo, your your clothing, like what Detroit stores are you tapped in with? So, to be honest with you, Detroit brand wise, like I'm really a I'm a different type guy. Like I really don't wear like what. No, 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 no. As far as putting your shit in their stores. Oh, in their stores. So there's this. I don't know the name of it, but we're gonna have a pop up shop right off of um. That's not Woodward. I don't know what the name of that road is, but it's where Shinola Hotel is. It's where all those restaurants, right by the um, the Tigers Stadium. Okay, I know what you're talking but, about. But they have a, a place where they have a bunch of different independent brands that they open up every day. You just rent it out. But we're going to do a pop-up shop. We're going to rent the whole place out. We're going to give away merch. We're going to um, you know, give away autographed stuff. We're going to have some special guests come through. And that will be our, our first mainstream public launch of our merch besides online. Because we, we're going to drop the designs and the t-shirts on mm -hmm. August 1st to be able to order. Okay. Yeah, because I know uh, Nick Speed's guy, well, I, like I said, I've interviewed him too, but Roast Spit, I think he's got two stores. Yeah. Um, Fame, um, was uh, 313 store, he's on the Avenue of Fashion, Livernoise. Um, yo, that's such a beautiful thing to see too, man. Like, like. Like liver noise was just hell when I was growing up. It was dying, yeah, Detroit's know. changing. And I, Some I know, of it. I know. I know you got an opinion on DG, but you can thank Dan Gilbert for a lot of the changes happening. Yeah, it's not. It's not benefiting most of the Detroit though. Like, it's. It, it's not yet. Not yet. I. I think this gentrification for Detroit is going to be great. I think. I think it's time for. 
I think it's time for our people to come out here to Plymouth, to Livonia, to Novi, to Ann Arbor, to East. I think it's good for our people to take these cities and make them our own. I am of the opinion to keep the white folks out of Detroit. Oh, it's too late now. <laughs> it is. I saw. I was over. I was over one of my daughter's house a few years ago. I saw an old white, and this is on Woodward. I saw an old white dude walking a fucking poodle at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I said, all hope is lost. Like y'all, y'all have given the city away. When white people feel that comfortable, you can walk a yeah, fucking poodle no, no, at eight o'clock in the morning. People are comfortable in Detroit now. Oh man, when I was a kid, if I saw a white dude walking down the street, I didn't move. He did. I'm dead ass. If you, and if you didn't, you were gonna get beat the fuck up. I was wrong. I'm not gonna lie. However, that's the mindset that Detroiters had because it, we were 97 percent black. Yeah. Now, especially downtown, that white person ain't moving. No. They're they're picking up their phone to call the police. They absolutely are. And when the police show up, they're going to fuck me up. Yeah. And then they'll ask me what happened after I'm locked up. If they bother to ask me. And, and that's another reason why when I, when I stated on KDL's podcast about the love in the city is, you know, I'm, you know, I might have the blonde hair, pink eyebrows, pink mustache, dress a little different. Um, but at the end of the day, I am an African-American, like, at the end of the day, I am an African American male, and I have to battle. I might not; they might not be as tough as the battles of some of my African American brothers and sisters, but I still go through the same battle. So it really hurts me when, you know, I, I do all this work, and my main supporters are predominantly Caucasian, predominantly Middle Eastern, predominantly Indian. Like, that that's where I, I look at the the scale of like, okay, why are my own people supporting me? And, and then I go talk to my, my higher up friends and uncles who are in the entertainment and sports business. And I had, I'm not gonna say my uncle's name, but I had one of my uncles, he was, um, he was had, happened to be in the same spot as Drake and Future. And he, he does a lot of stuff in the entertainment. And Future's, uh, Future's manager asked me, oh, we need your help with this event. And my uncle's response to him was, I don't fuck with you colors. Why would I do that? I, so I can I can get hurt. I'm fine. I'm fine with the people I'm with. We're gonna go do these pop pop shows. We're gonna get in safe and get out. That's some bitch ass shit to say though, bro. I'm sorry. Respectfully. It, it is, but at the same time, you know, I grew up and I seen nothing but niggas hurt my dad. I've seen nothing but I've never seen a black person help genuinely help my dad every person that's helped my dad out and i'm and now this is just from what i've seen maybe there's some stuff that when, when i wasn't around every person i've seen has been a white person yeah but you let, let me let, let me tell you and i've never met your father but i can absolutely guarantee what i'm about to say is true when he goes to the hotel and the guy that that picks up his bags is a brother and that brother is wholly inspired by Lindsay hunter and he may need a water or something, and that brother say, I got you. He may need something small, and that brother say, I got you. He gets that a gazillion times everywhere he goes because he's an inspiration to a whole community of people that will never meet him. The white people that you say aren't hurting him, 
he doesn't tell you about those those hurts because those hurts cost him a million dollars those hurts aren't them physically beating him up or calling him out his name those hurts are when he goes to get his house assessed and he's lindsey fucking hunter and they appraise his house half a million dollars less than bill lambeer not because of who they are but what they look like and that's been proven if that same house he lives in he takes the the every remnant of his black family out of that house everything that makes anything about that house culturally lean towards black people and now the person comes in and appraises it for half a million dollars higher so i think what you're looking at are the obvious things yeah the obvious pains and the bigger pains black men don't speak about when we really should because we, we we're embarrassed and sometimes our ego is so hurt and it's easier it's low-hanging fruit to say that nigga over there pissed me off because he did x x y and z when that nigga over there doesn't have enough power to really affect Lindsay Hunter's life. Yeah. Just say it. Like there's, you know, like I, I, I get. I, I don't. I'm not even gonna say I get what your uncle was saying. I get the. I understand that mindset, but that's an excuse. That's laziness on his part because he doesn't want to do the damage repair that's necessary in our communities. And here's the thing, though. It's. I feel like it's not even. Why is it even up to us to do damage that we didn't even do to ourselves? Um, the same reason that your parents divorced and you don't want the same thing for your child. Yeah. When you get married, you don't want a divorce. So that, that damage that was done to you and to make no mistake, it may have been the most amicable divorce on the planet, but there's still some psychological damage done to you and your siblings. Yeah. But you have to repair that. Your parents can't. And you repair that because it's necessary to to show your children a different different path. It's the same thing. Like black folks, you know, some of the successful black folks, not all of them, but some of them feel as though, well, I got here on my own, which you didn't. That's a lie. But they feel I got here on my own. These niggas were not part of the solution. They were part of the problem. Fuck them. I'm going to keep going this way and I don't need to deal with them no more until they find out. Then they get OJ. You find out you're still just another nigga. Yeah, facts. And I'm just saying, and I'm sorry. I don't know if that was political or on my soapbox, Jeremiah. Shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> and I know we've been talking way longer than we're supposed to. So I'm sorry about that, too. Um, this is a really dope conversation. I did not anticipate the dopeness of the conversation. You're a really dope individual, bro. I appreciate that, my guy. I can say the same for you, especially being an OG. Most OGs aren't as cool as you, man. They be uptight. I'm I'm just an old nigga that just like look, bro. I'm 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 who I am. I'm cool with who I am. It's not gonna change. And for whatever reason, people have always liked to talk to me. Yeah, so. definitely. You definitely might you might want to look into being a host or get you uh start doing commercials with that voice, man. Yeah, yeah. No, look. Hook your boy up. You no, out there, I, man? I'm telling you, there, there's. I, I'm. 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 Gonna, I'm gonna get your information, man. We gonna talk. We gonna talk. We gonna chop it up. Yeah, hook Not your boy up. 
you know, I, I'll, hey, this is Jobs. I am recommending that you go buy dirt water. Hey, it's you sound a- like, hey, you, you say, <laughs> my dad, hey, my dad, you turned that Thomas voice on, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got, you got the bill collector voice. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I love. That's one thing I appreciate being a musician. You know, this is one. This is one career industry where musicians are the one, the one career where they can say pretty much whatever the hell they want and don't get judged as long as it's not along some crazy stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, you got just yeah. I, I was getting ready to delve into another topic. We're gonna leave that alone. Um, this kid, like, I don't know who Jeremiah is, but this motherfucker's in my head. <laughs> Damn. Like, anyway, uh, it, yo, I don't know if there's anything I could ever do for you, bro. If there is, please don't hesitate to let me know. I got you. Uh, this has been an absolutely phenomenal conversation, man, and a great day to spend Sunday. No problem. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Intellectually Petty Radio. My good job, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, man. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, and let me know when the shit drops, whatever you need from me. I got you. Um, I'll promote whatever you want me to promote. No biggie. I, pre- I appreciate that, Jobs, man. I appreciate it. You know, and tell your pops I said hello. And yeah, we, we, we're service. definitely going to try to get that um, get that lined up. I'm going to try to get that lined up for you. It's just, I'm not going to lie to you. My dad is an OG, man. He's an OG. He likes to fish, run five miles, and women. And basketball. I'll throw him basketball. There. He just doesn't play professionally anymore. But he still yeah. goes to the 50 and uh, over league. I'm not doing none of that shit. <laughs> uh, however, I, I can thoroughly understand that it must be great to be rich in 50-something. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and especially where, uh, man, where my dad came from, Jack's like, my dad came from the slums. Where my family's from, it's not, it's not, it's not like beautiful, just richy rich land. It's, it's slum. Jackson, Mississippi is the slums. My dad literally changed the whole family. With the with the basketball. No, bro, he didn't do that with a basketball. He did that with his mind. I would say his mind, but that basketball, that basketball. Antoine Walker made way more money than your father did. True, definitely. There's a there's a lot of people that made a shit a shitload of more money, and did not make that did not accomplish what he did. True. So you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a money guy though. I take the money and you can keep the rings. <laughs> You know what? It, it, it It's all about how you work your hand. Yeah. And he worked his shit perfectly. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. Salute to that guy. Yeah, big uh, shout out to Pops. Yeah, big shout out to him. On that note, man, I'm going to let you go ahead and enjoy your day. I know you want to go smoke one somewhere. Yeah, um, I, got, I got a music video shoot to get to, my guy. Oh, enjoy yourself, bro. All yeah. right, my guy. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it was a pleasure, bro. Have a good one. Um, like I said, and I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, inbox. What's the name? Uh, I'm a inbox you my my number. Okay, if you need anything, hit me up. Okay. All right, my guy. All right. On that note, we out, man. Have a good one. All right. Yo, that was pretty dope, bro. Like, yo, that was a really dope conversation. Unexpected on a Sunday. Um, I'm gonna go back to taking a nap, but. This has been Jobs, and you have been tuned into Intellectually Petty Radio. Um, again, I got to shout out the whole team. 
well, the family. I don't have no team. I am the team. Uh, no, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, but I got to shout out my sponsor, man, M3S3 Clothing. I got to shout out Nerve DJs Radio, man. Uh, on that note, I'm out. Y'all have a good one.